0: and welcome to episode 20 of Journey Through Grella Islands. I'm your host, Zig, being joined by Barry,
1: Sarah, and Emma.
0: And today we're going to be covering Card Subject to Change, which took place on January 22nd, kicking off a new year, 2005, in the now world-famous Jewish Community Centre. And it's taken us three years
2: to reach this milestone. Twenty episodes,
1: yay!
2: That's not too bad. That's not too bad. I'm sure you know it could have been. It could have been worse. I'll always look it that way. Was. Be glass half full about it. You know. It
1: also could have been much better. <laughs> it
2: could have been. We also could have given up after like episode four. Some people do that. You know, lots of lots of podcasts have come and go with a lot less than twenty episodes. You know.
0: I'm sure there's a lot of people who think we did do that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
3: Got some shots there fired
2: at uh, At, uh, ourselves, yes. (laughs) (laughs) The best kind, though. The best kind.
0: Cool. So, our show opens with Disco Machine in the ring, looking very dapper. He's beat up. He has a bad neck, I think it was. And he called Paul T, who cannot be there this month. So, Paul T has promoted Disco Machine, despite being an owner of PWD, <laughs> to
2: Junior Executive Vice Commissioner, but just for this show. I feel like wow. there might need to be some kind of like hostile takeover soon, because this Paul T, this fella is never in his office. <laughs> no, I mean, he's, he's never around. He's always out in his rice fields, apparently. Yes, yeah. Um which I mean that's probably a more lucrative game, let's be honest. But um uh still I think he's I think he's um he's abandoning his post too often, I think.
0: Well it depends on if he
2: also owns PwG University. <laughs> uh, but also right. disco disco like is one night in charge and he, he spends some of the budget on a personal uh, disco ball carrier, which which that can't become cheap.
0: No, it it reminds me of uh Austin having a beer guy when he was president of WWF. Yeah.
1: I thought it was a fun opening Um, and it kind of felt like a disco machine was giving some sort of like kind of Jim Larkin call to arms, like this big socialist hero, um, which he ruined then later on. But um, it was nice to see him in a suit um, and the personal disco ball was good. But also that he had like a little disco ball on like his lapel.
2: <laughs> yeah well, nice. style icon
3: I loved it too and I am very happy for him you know going through college and he gets you know to go on this course and get his college credits I think I'm very happy for him studious disco I, li- I like to see it
0: yeah definitely it's nice to see growth on these shows <laughs> we've seen him come from a 40 year old to a 42
2: year old or a sixty year old Like, <laughs> yeah, um, like I, I know it's low hanging fruit, but god I laughed so hard at the, the skit at the end of this to jump ahead to the very end where Excalibur said this disco was what are you like,
3: sixty? <laughs> you both like the disco old jokes far too much. <laughs> yeah,
2: totally funny. I can't it's believe- just kind of like when, when when you're when you're like a bit of a nerd in school, and it's like when someone's lower on the totem pole, you have to jump join in just for your own survival. It's I'm just reconciling with being in my early thirties by picking on someone who's slightly older, you know. I can't believe that Excalibur's only twenty four.
0: Yeah, is
3: he? Oh yeah, my god! Yeah. yeah.
0: So he obviously retires extremely young. I didn't think he was that young when he retired.
3: I was going to make the joke that he's 24 now. So he was actually uh, a child. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and that mask, who knows?
1: But it is wild that like he's 24 and he's like talking about later on, he's talking about how broken down his body is. Yeah. And like, he's talking about things that I'm feeling now and I'm much older than 24. So <laughs> it just shows like how, like a 24 year old, you should be at the peak of like your kind of physical fitness. But, yeah. like, his knees are gone, his back's gone, his head's gone. It's rough.
0: I mean, if you see
2: how he bumps in this match, none of it surprising. him. No. Yeah. In this promotion, then also in, like, CZW, it's, it's a lot of kind of... I have to really show out to try and make an impression. And so I'm landing on my head and neck a lot, you know. Should yeah, we
3: that's... introduce the match?
2: Well, I was going to use that as a way to
0: segue yeah. through to it, yes. Our first match is the reinstated Ballards and Ronan against Excalibur Top Gun Tower and Superbad back in his gorgeous muscle shirt.
3: Crowd <laughs> were going nuts for Superbad. <laughs> I thought this was actually a really fun opener. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> like it wasn't very good, but it was fun. It was um, wacky. It was very wacky, and you know what? I've done a 180 on the ballards
0: I think, oh, they're-, no, <laughs> no. I think they're
3: I think they're funny. I don't know if it's the references. It's the hockey, it it's is the hockey.
0: hockey garb I know it
2: is it is. Yeah. I, what, <laughs> they've like tripled down on the Canadian <laughs> shtick. I feel like I feel like they were not comedian comedy Canadian wrestlers at the beginning of this promotion. Now it's like now they're like from a uh, uh, new generation WWF. It's just so ridiculous.
3: I love it. They should have entered King of Trios with the goon. Like it's so good. <laughs> hey, and I know the struggle of an NHL lockout. Okay, I wasn't watching back then, but I was watching when there was one recently, and it's hard so of course they needed to get out their energy somehow so i'm very happy to see them back in pwg
2: Oh, (laughs) i can't believe that there i think i think i think the 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 pwg audience of the time are kind of with the rest of us though because like like one of them did a hot tag early on and no one made any noise except for literally one guy who was booing um (laughs) It was just kind of like the uh, the PWG audience don't seem like they were enraptured with this comeback story uh, of the Ballards,
1: which is actually such a pity. But even on commentary, it felt like they had forgotten the <laughs> Los Rojos Locos like storyline completely, and then kind of midway through the match, we're like, "Oh, well, of course." Um, there were rumors that they had come <laughs> back as as these masked guys. Like it was just completely forgotten about and. But I, I'm not a, a fan of theirs, but I really enjoyed this match. I thought it was good and it was fun and it was stupid and it was a perfect opener.
0: Yeah, I thought, I thought it was pretty fun as well. I, I think Excalibur was the star of the show. He was just being an absolute goofball throughout. It's like There's one point where uh, Superbad has a ballard in an abdominal stretch and Excalibur goes to help him, you know, by holding his arm from the other side of the ropes. But Excalibur is like standing on the bottom rope, leaning over the top rope, and holding on with two hands, really cranking back <laughs> to the point where he cranks too far back. Let's go! Falls directly on his head to the outside. <laughs>
2: And that's I, I find out there's one of these type of bumps in every Excalibur match that he didn't need to do, and and this was the match where on commentary he was listing his many um ailments uh, <laughs> during this. every day is a struggle, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it did, he didn't he didn't do my favorite commentary high spot of his though, which is where he points out a specific movie because oh that uh, that fractured my uh, wrist right there. Uh, we didn't get one of those this month, which is a shame. He did say that he broke his fist yeah. at the beginning. Did he? Yeah, he a, said
1: a, that, throwing a punch? That he broke his fist on Ronan. <laughs> but, Jeez. like, he, he didn't. You, you, don't, you don't break a fist.
0: He's trying to get over how tough Ronan is.
1: Yeah. He broke his fist on Ronan's head, I believe. Or
0: something. They tried this real awkward thing with a hockey puck. Oh, that was oh, so man. bad. Because they're now hockey players, the Ballards, they uh, got hockey sticks and I guess uh, Knox is meant to put in for them and they were going to have a little bit about trying to score on each other or something, but he can't get the puck out of his pocket and it just falls out of the ring. And it's just the saddest thing you've ever seen.
3: I had to keep myself on mute because I was just laughing at how
1: bad it was.
3: <laughs> it was like, oh, they were trying, but it was just so, like, wah, wah. <laughs> yeah,
0: poor Rick Knox. And it's, I I know, like, he's their senior rep at all this, and, like, they, they always get him to do these spots, and obviously there's a lot more famous ones that work. But I feel like none of them have worked so far in early
2: PWG. No. Um, He also got, like, lightly booed at the beginning of this match when he was announced as the referee, and I think this is probably why. Because of this this kind of thing.
0: Yeah. This this crowd wanted a serious, bloody Ballards match.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I felt like Talwar was just kind of happy to be there. He was very, like, I think he was just, like, he was laughing a lot, kind of... On, at the ropes and stuff So he just seemed, yeah, happy to be there But, like, I and I love I love the Chipotle I love that he has a move named after Chipotle And I'm <laughs> just, I'm so surprised That a shitty Irish wrestler Doesn't have a Boojum
2: move Oh, oh God, God. Oh. But then
1: I was thinking, well, of course Fucking Will Osprey has Cheeky Nandos True. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course So, True. like, Talwar, again, just Ahead,
3: of the, ahead of the curve, originator, way. iconic legend, and in many Never in many ways, before.
2: in many ways, Talwar is be- a better wrestler than Will Ospreay. and I'll tell you, oh, what. 100%. Um, because he he's here in his lane in his wacky little PWG openers. I'm sorry, I don't like you can't be in like a 40 minute New Japan main event and Kevin Kelly has to say, oh my god, the cheeky Nandos. <laughs> it doesn't work. I'm sorry, Talwar knows his lane better. Why isn't he booked all over WrestleCon weekend? That's the question. That is
1: a, the question, really. I know he's, like,
2: probably, like, um, the, um, he's definitely, he's retired, isn't he? He doesn't he doesn't even yes. do any. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but, like, the amount of people who show up to these, like, WrestleCon weekends, some of the names in that, like, um, uh, uh, most recent weekend, I mean, it's just like, you can give him a call. He'll he'll, he'll do something, I'm sure, you know, and I'm sure people would, would appreciate it, um, uh, you know. Tony Khan, so
3: maybe- get the checkbook out. Oh, get Tower in as a manager. Imagine man. Tower as a manager oh, in AEW man. a- for like I don't know some wacky young tag team, and Talwar he- oh. giving
1: them steroids. Yeah, oh. they'd have to bring in a pretty tough drug policy.
2: <laughs> oh my god! No, he needs to. He, he needs to attack Billy Gunn and take the ass boys. Oh my god! Please. Oh god, that would be so good.
3: Tony
1: Khan, if you're
0: listening, Technical which you're not. back. Oh, and aggression. And aggression,
1: sorry. <laughs> I thought the end of the match was really good. Like, the the, the the ending. It was a good kind of finish sequence. Yes.
0: Yeah, so... <laughs> yeah, Superman has one of the ballads on his shoulders and uh, Excalibur's at the top and goes for a doomsday device. The uh, ballard uh, reverses it, rolling up. Superbad kicks out. But Excalibur, <laughs> God, goes, and I just absolutely eat shit
3: here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. But in the confusion, uh, Top Gun accidentally clotheslines Excalibur, <laughs> um, who then gets hit by the ballard's finish for the win, which incenses Excalibur who goes to attack Tower with a chair, but Disco stops him, and it all breaks down from there. Excalibur slaps Disco Machine.
1: A very good slap.
0: A very good slap, and a very good bump. And Disco has no choice but to suspend him. Very, very sad scenes. Because he
1: broke his Rolex. He broke Disco's Rolex. (laughs) And this is when, so I had, I thought that, you know, Disco was going to be this socialist hero who's just like, for the workers, let's unionize. But then he tries to dock Excalibur's pay. Oh, So he loses a bit of respect in my eyes. The power has really got to him.
3: <laughs> in The space of 20 minutes. It's, it's very sad to see the, what, what's happened to him.
1: It really is. But, you know, I suppose a Rolex, a broken Rolex can do that to a man. Mm. We've all been there.
2: We have all been there. It's like wrestling Citizen Kane. (laughs) (laughs) Citizen Disco (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: (laughs) Rolex.
2: Oh God! (laughs) That's definitely the highest brow this podcast has ever been. (laughs) Oh God! Oh Lord! (laughs)
0: Speaking of high brow, the next match is Colt Cabana against Tony Stradlin. Hell yeah! Um, Go on. No, you go ahead. Take your head. I was just going to say, on commentary, Excalibur does apologise to Disco. Yeah. Now, this gets undone later in
2: the show, but, yeah, it's nice to see. Uh, sorry,
0: Barry. Tony Stradlin.
2: Oh, yes, yeah. I, no, I was just going to say that, like, I think every every month I've been pleasantly surprised with him. I think I feel like the the number one Tony Stradlin fan in the world. Um, yeah, I think he's just a constantly like, pleasant surprise. This match, he uh, did something a little bit different. He, had, he very much had a Colt Cabana match where they did... they basically entirely like grappling and Cabana is kind of like you know a world of sport admiration style match uh, and he was right there with him i thought it was just like a really really solid grappling match
1: yeah i think tony stradlin is possibly the best booked wrestler in pwg at the moment he's oh, having really a great run really just good matches that i'm enjoying
0: that's a that's actually a very good shout he <laughs> really is yeah it's, it's normal proper month to month
2: booking and no one
0: else is
3: getting that <laughs> yeah <laughs> no and, like even not.
2: using the same finish twice in a row you know the, the the kind of wacky roll-up thing he beat daniels with and it made even more sense in this match because he's like just rolling around the mat with cabana for most of the match yeah no really really nicely done
3: you would hope that this is building to like a title you know um Like a number one contender ship or something. Because like he's rolling up like he's racking up the wins now against all these credible opponents and Colt has been no slouch in in PwG as well. Like he's been, you know, involved in some feuds and kind of higher up the card. And yeah, I'm the same. I really enjoyed this and obviously like Colt's not an underrated Matt wrestler like we all know that Colt's like that that's what he's good at but the fact that Stradlin was there with him all the way just really shows that he is really impressive but but the one thing that I was actually upset about is in this match they mentioned Colt Cabana being on commentary for the last show in the last show we didn't have the commentary and they are talking about how good of a performance it was and how it was probably like the best commentary performance ever but we never got to hear it.
0: That was extremely disappointing.
3: I was just like, oh, okay, that's great. <laughs> it's lost to the ethers now, unless someone has it on DVD that they could give us. Yeah. Wink, wink, nudge,
2: nudge. Hopefully, hopefully we get another Cabana performance to make up for it um, in the near future. I'm sure we, eh, I don't want to say I'm sure, but we might do.
0: Later in the show,
2: they, they say that Chris
0: Hero was very close to being on commentary for this show, but he had to leave like an hour before they started recording. So hopefully that is them starting to bring the idea around. That, you know, they'll try to get someone else on if they're around.
1: Here's hoping. I think 2005 is going to be a good year. Oh, before yeah.
0: One thing, just back on the on last month's show and having to, to get us through Smartmark, uh, I, I went back and double-checked, and yes, they do sell VHSs of PWG shows. Wow! Um, up to like
2: 2008 what oh, oh my, my god, god.
0: seriously I, cu- I couldn't believe it because you see loads of these like bootleggers doing fake VHS tapes, tapes of like uh, IWA Japan you know, yeah. the Kawasaki Stadium show if you want to get some real real legit wrestling VHS smart mark video <laughs> That's oh, so it wasn't was RF video, so sorry, PWG, for labeling you working with Feinstein. <laughs> <laughs> no. Anyway, the match. Yeah, I thought Stradlin was, was very good. Like, he, he kept up with Cabana in the grappling sense, and then like he hit a lot of good power moves to sort of take the advantage. I, I thought Cabana gave him a lot, gave him so much that Stradlin won. Uh, Cabana went for a swinging suplex, which I completely forgot about. That was a great move. So cool. So cool. I also haven't feel like I haven't seen that in years. So he goes for a swinging suplex, hits it, holds on to hit another suplex, but Stradlin reverses into a pin for the three count, same as he did against Daniels. Nice bit of momentum building. Let's see where it goes. After all this praise now, He's going to lose in a,
2: in a four-man or something, isn't he? <laughs> or like he's just going to randomly lose to like Puma next month or something. Or
1: just disappear. Or yeah. just
2: disappear, yeah.
1: Join the Navy or
0: something. <laughs> <laughs> Our next match is
2: Human Tornado against B-Boy. I like both these lads, but I think this match overachieved even with that in mm-hmm. mind. I thought this was really, really good. Yeah, I
0: enjoyed it. I enjoyed it.
2: Really,
1: I found it so uncomfortable to watch. Same, what his Wait. shoulder was, I. So it was really good up until a human tornado gets a nasty injury and his like, he can't move his shoulder. B boy doesn't know what to do, doesn't want to hurt him, keeps getting him to stay to try and stay down, but he won't stay down.
3: Yeah, it was after the exploder, and yeah. it was kind of like, oh, oh, shit. And then, like, he goes for the pin, and even on commentary, they were kind of like, oh, maybe he should have just stayed down yeah. after that. Yeah, I I kind of felt a bit uncomfortable as well after, after that, that spot.
0: He's showing that fire, that baby. Yeah, but fire. he was
3: so
2: he kept fighting back, you know, <laughs> and he earned B boy's respect. That's all that really <laughs> yeah. matters. Who needs a shoulder when you have respect? No, I thought it was
1: really good at the start, and like tornado is a great entertainer, and B boy is like the take no shit guy. So it's that kind of timeless dichotomy of that, which I love in a match, which is just great. But I, yeah, I actually was kind of watching it behind my hands then. After the exploder,
0: the, the, the safety police on this show. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sorry, they were... we care
3: about the wrestler's health and well being. Okay, wow. wow, we just want them to make a safe, happy living. Like, his oh. arm was limp,
1: <laughs> it was <laughs> hanging off
2: him. You great see selling, great selling. No, <laughs>
1: it wasn't selling, it was pain. Uh, like, he was giving him so many opportunities, he was like you can tap out now, stay down, and he was like, no, and like, yeah, no. Uncomfortable for me.
2: They they were, I mean, they were nasty, they were some brutal, because it was like, they were doing, they were kind of, um, you know, faffing around early on, and, and Tornado did his pimp slaps, and B-Boy was like, looking unimpressed with it, and then that kind of led to, like, the body of the match being, like, B-Boy throwing him around like a rag doll, and he did land on his head and shoulder a lot. I mean, there was also a, a German suplex. There was an incredible Alabama slam at one stage by B uh, B-boy. But yeah, I guess I, I was just kind of looking at it as this kind of, Hey, hey you're like a comedy opener guy. Uh, and this is kind of the, that match that we sometimes do on the Indies. where it's like, let's see if we can like toughen you up and, and have the crowd take you a little bit more serious uh, uh, by putting you against a no nonsense guy. And I thought it really worked in that regard. Bit bit disappointing that, as is often the case, this was the match where not only were the commentators talking about anything else, um, (laughs) but were even making jokes about how they were talking about anything else other than the match. (laughs) I do love them, though.
0: I love them. (laughs) They just know how self-indulgent they are. And, like, (laughs) they really don't give a shit.
3: (laughs) Let's be we, real though, if we ever were on not that it will ever happen. If that was us on the call for matches, we'd be exactly the same.
0: Yeah, and look, we yeah. missed him
2: last month. Oh. Um, yeah. And I think Excalibur alludes to being a few drinks deep as well. Uh yes, I think so. He also like he just at one point <laughs> at one point he shouts out a friend of his for writing the Punisher video game that just came out.
0: <laughs> um
2: yeah, Jimmy Palmiotti. To him. Uh Yeah, Jimmy Palmyati. I I I can reach out right now. I have that. I have that game right now within arm's reach, uh, and there's his name on the back of it. Uh, yeah, Jimmy Palmyati. Uh, that also for, weirdly made me feel like how old these shows are because that was like a PlayStation Two game. So it just made me feel like that's just you know, this is a, uh, this might as well be ancient history. But yeah, they're doing things like that, shouting out their pals and 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 human tornadoes like. Getting his arm detached in the ring.
0: God bless him. Tornado eventually relents as B-Boy hits a shining wizard and a cross special which, I don't know how to explain it, but it was was a great move. It was like a... I won't even bother trying. It was too complicated.
1: It was a great shining wizard, though.
0: It was, it was. A shining wizard is when you have one guy (laughs) Um, so b-boy takes this but he gets on the mic afterwards and shows tornado that he's earned his respect good for him well done following on from that we have a tag team match for the number one contendership for the pwg tag team championship it is the havana pitbulls against aerial express this ruled
1: so good so so good. good too short but so good i um, was
3: fired up for this like th- i think the fact that they started it was it, it it is a negative about these shows that it kind of just cuts to the action obviously that we don't get the entrances. yeah but i think it's actually helped me get into it because it was just fired up from the get-go
0: yeah i i thought that too like you're just you're just straight away thrown into it it, it made it seem more intense you're like oh jesus okay here we go
1: like, yeah, it was like the perfect continuation from the finish of the last show. Yeah, where it was like it was just still red hot brawling, and they stayed in the crowd for a while, just thumping each other.
0: Obviously, the pit have that reputation, but it did get real expressed now, especially Scorpio Sky uh, mm. has really like opened my eyes to how much of a good brawler he is as well. Like obviously, in oh, the warfare with Dragon and stuff, um, and this like <laughs> he's intense
3: and I think like Excalibur kind of mentions it on commentary just how much better the Aerial Express have gotten like if you go back to like the start of of PWG in 2003 like like they were okay but you could tell that they were like they were quite green but now they've grown so much and really have become kind of the the hot team in the company in terms of they're always delivering in every single performance um that they put in so they're just a really exciting team to watch now.
0: Speaking of Talwar for a WrestleCon or something, getting Quicksilver back to do an Aerial Express reunion would be brilliant. That'd be
2: great fun. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it almost feels like with Sky, like yeah, his intensity and, and he's like a a sneaky good like grappler as well. It almost kind of feels like he's kind of a little bit miscast in this team. That kind of feels like it's similar to like Low Slaughter's, like a high flying. Uh, uh, kind of team uh, I, I feel like there's another role he could probably occupy better where he maybe leads into the the, the brawling and, and, and like some sort of meaner grappling and stuff like that but he, he got to show it all in this match anyway so
0: Yeah so after about, well felt like five minutes brawling outside the ring they, they finally get in and I can't say the match was any different <laughs> they just kept kicking the shit out of each other like there was no real structure to the match there was there was a little bit where, where Reyes was was being kept from Rocky. Rocky but like, yeah. Most of the times Rocky would just walk in and kick them. <laughs> Crazy.
1: I thought it was funny, like everything was so fast and there was so much going on that Excalibur had no choice but to do play-by-play. Like he couldn't keep up with it and he had no time to kind of be sidetracked.
3: So all this being said about the match, can I just ask something? Yes. What was Dino wearing?
1: <laughs>
2: oh, God!
1: What was going on there? So he was dressed as a his in his manager clothes, <laughs> with some sort of hat and small sunglasses. But then he had to strip off to reveal his um, wrestling unitard. What are they called? Singlet. Singlet. (laughs) Thank
0: you.
1: Yeah, it was a choice.
0: It was strange. And like, obviously he's their manager, but it was a bit strange sort of having him out there as well, because he was doing comedy bits. Yeah. Getting chased around by Rocky and stuff. Cause like, there's, like as you said, when he's stripping off. Like the camera's not even on him. There, no. he's, he's in the far corner, <laughs> while, uh, <laughs> and I think it's Quicksilver beating the shit out of each other in the ring. And you just see him in the corner. Of your <laughs> right. It's a little down. Easter egg. It's a little Easter egg for the hardcores like us. <laughs> uh, that's what we should start doing releasing the video a YouTube series. Five things you may have missed.
2: <laughs> <in> <laughs> <Hard Subjected> <laughs> <Day>. <laughs> PWG card subject to change. Ending explained. <laughs> <laughs> Dino lore: what it means and where yeah, you find yeah. it. <laughs> Forty-minute videos.
3: Oh dear.
0: So, or does anyone else mention said about you? No.
3: I do have a question for you, Zig. Okay. Um, Ray is his backdrop driver. Uh, what's your rating? Uh,
0: six. Oof he, did, he didn't get enough torque on it. It was, it was
1: torque.
0: Yeah. <laughs> he didn't put his ass into it. No, I don't feel it was elevated enough. It was, it was a bit more backdrop, not enough driver. Fair, very
3: I'm fair. Sorry, I'm
0: sorry, Ricky. I'm sorry, Rick Noon. <laughs> so the finish of the match is Sky goes for a rolling spear in the corner, which Rocky sort of jumps over. To try and uh, hit, I guess a code red or, or uh, his own roll up, but Sky then backslides him and has him folded over, but also in the ropes. Yeah, so they're tangled in the ropes and the ref can't see it, and
2: uh, Sky gets the pin. I thought that was a really clever finish. It, yeah, it's almost kind of hard to do justice, like with a with a description, because it was like three transitions in the space of like two seconds. Um. Uh. And it was just very, very clever and very nicely done.
0: I, th- I think it's good to see Aerial Express win as well. Like, uh, um, nothing against the Pitbulls, but Aerial Express are more PWG's guys. I think. Yeah.
3: Yeah, definitely, and like not like this loss doesn't harm the Pitbulls. Like the Pitbulls are the Pitbulls, well established. Whereas this win will mean a lot to Aerial Express going forward in the company. So definitely the right the right call and. Uh, an example of an actual good booking decision, again, uh,
2: from PWG. <laughs> it's well, coming well, together, man. lads. 2005, let's go. We we're doing yeah, it. I know, uh, oh, Super Dragon. All right, all right, lads, I bought a Right. I've done it. I've bought <laughs> a pain. I'm actually going to sit down and we're going to think about this.
0: Our next match is the American Dragon, Brian Danielson,
2: against Chris Hero. Black trunks and beard, American Dragon. He looks yeah.
1: incredible, like he was in fantastic shape. Yeah. The all black look. Yeah, it
0: was good. Yeah, Black Gear Danielson is one of my favorites. Like Now he's back to doing it for mm-hmm. in AEW, which is great. Yeah, it's a really good look. Chris Hero's black look, not so much. I thought it looked
2: horrendous, and he looked like he was made of velvet. <laughs> I've just and I, I've just I've never liked the baggy pants. I just you know, I I, I sort of don't mind when they're the shiny plastic pants
0: because you're used to them. But this just I don't know. It looked like really cheap.
2: Really, my yeah. first year. And he, I mean, yeah, he did have that problem for a long time. Um, I mean, yeah, this is 2005, I guess, and he debuted in what 98, 99. Was it just me, or was this? among the giddiest Brian Danielson uh, uh, outings that we've seen on this podcast, certainly, so far.
1: Absolutely. I wasn't expecting this to be a comedy match. <laughs>
0: no.
2: No. no I was like, oh, great.
1: Wrestling. <laughs> what did yeah, you like,
0: say, uh, He'd stopped doing the comedy stuff, like, for the past couple of months, so I thought that yeah. was good. But no, he made up for last time.
3: <laughs>
0: uh, like, like, so they you- started with this this kip-up duel because Chris Hero's known for his wacky pre-match shenanigans and he's doing his kip-ups and Danielson can't do a kip-up which <laughs> is obviously ridiculous which makes it funnier but Excalibur claims that he overheard Danielson in the toilet saying that he's sick
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so that's affecting his performance and he couldn't kip-up for ages um <laughs> He eventually does and then Hero does this like variation of a kip up where he does like a little dance beforehand and Danielson just can't accept this because <laughs> he can't outdo it. So he, he leaves the ring, he's going home, he's he's not taking it. He eventually gets coaxed into coming back in. So he goes to slide in the ring in the far corner and just slides directly out the other other
1: side, <laughs> just the stupidest thing,
0: and it's so funny. I don't know if these things are funnier because it's Brian Danielson. Yeah, uh,
3: it's so funny. Like, you, like Brian Danielson. We're obviously not going to get into like who's the greatest of all time debate on this podcast, but like, obviously, he's at least top five. And I think the fact that he's also like one of the, I think he's one of the best comedy wrestlers as well, and that's what makes him the perfect all-rounder because he is just naturally very funny at this because he's like he's just a very goofy man
1: (laughs) he is a goofy man
0: yeah like there's there's a point where he is outside after heroes dance up. and like he is trying so hard not to laugh like he is having the time of his life like he there's definitely an alternate universe where he is called
2: cabana <laughs> and that was just his whole career because he absolutely loves us. I think what's kind of fun about PWG as well is that is that we we I mean we already kind of have, but we'll continue to kind of. You'll get to see Danielson like run the gamut because he does matches like this where it's like small room comedy very like almost camp like the level of silliness he's engaging in and of course you know he can do the classic main events he already has and will continue to do but like just in in his pwg run alone you see that like variety like sarah was talking about like it's just it's so good i wonder if that's actually what he learned
0: from regal is how to be a panto villain
2: (laughs) oh blackpool community theater
0: (laughs) so the match that took place after
2: these shenanigans. After these shenanigans, yeah, they, it was um, it was a different style of grappling to say like the the um uh, the Stradlin Cabana match, but but even when they got past the comedy, it was still kind of a lot of uh, uh groundwork and stuff like that. Um, and I did like w- when they got a little bit more serious. Dragon went to the top rope at one point, and Hero pushed him off, but he did the whole "my leg is caught in the the turnbuckle" spot, which was quite nice, and then uh, that gave him. An excuse to spend the rest of the match doing some just really fantastic selling with Hero, like, working it over. Hero did, like, a snapmare on the floor with the idea that Dragon's legs would hit into the post when he did it, which was such a nice spot. So so one, once they got down to brass tacks, it was it was pretty good as well. I mean, it, it never became like a punch-you-in-the-face violent war, so it all felt very kind of um, tonally consistent, I guess. But they did get a little bit more serious in the back end, and I, I, I like that stuff as well.
1: I thought it was, yeah, I thought it was a bit long.
2: Yeah, I didn't yeah. think it was brave, yeah.
1: yeah. I thought, like, it was it was definitely, like, a match of, like, three, like, thirds. So you had, like, the funny, goofy stuff, which was fun, the crowd was into that. Then it got into the wrestling. That, yeah, we're getting into that. But then, I don't know, I think it just kind of lost it along the way.
2: Yeah. Uh, there
1: wasn't really much to talk about towards kind of the end.
2: And and I think we've said it on like the last couple of shows, but PWG fans still not into the idea of of watching Chris Hero and and Danielson work a leg in a hold um, for a few minutes. It's kind of like they want they want to see Danielson hot dog and be a buffoon, <laughs> um, but when it comes time to like do some minute leg selling in a, in a toe hold, it's just it's just so funny. It's so consistent. We're two years in, but they still they don't want that stuff. And I think it's actually still quite a while before people who are specifically like uh, uh, mat technicians will will get a decent reception in this promotion.
0: I think that's sort of fair enough because, like, it's only ever one match per show that this happens. <clears throat> uh, the other ones are like either comedy or violent. Yeah, you know, yeah. They, they know they've been conditioned that when a match is serious, it's violent. They're, they're they're not really like they only get one show like if Punk's there or now, Heroes here, like because Danielson can do the violence, you know, and he does like he, he's done the matches with Joe and and Super Dragon. So yeah, these guys coming in and doing wrist locks for twenty minutes, they're, they're just that's not what they're expecting on their show, I don't think yet. No, <laughs> even the commentators get a bit bored as they start talking <laughs> about the executive washroom <laughs> uh, that Disco now has access to.
3: They also start talking about the Japanese bathroom etiquette as well. Towards the end of this, as well, it was just obsessed
1: with Japanese bathrooms. It's very funny.
0: Yeah, so they talk about how they're just holes in the floor, which I'm I'm sure that's not all of them. I'm sure that's a bit reductive.
3: No, like like look at like they have those nice futuristic ones that play music. That's what I was
0: thinking.
2: Yeah, yeah but like, I mean, you have seen the pictures. There are they do have public toilets that are like they look like a urinal, but with no, no contraption around the hole. Do you know what I mean? I
1: said, yeah, it's not just Japan. I mean, I had that in Thailand a lot.
2: <laughs> I I had that in in public school in Limerick. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it isn't it isn't an exclusively uh, other side of the world thing. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh
1: you little troll. <laughs> well
0: I've I've definitely seen it in France as well. Like yeah, sorry, never, never yeah, just the European it. thing as well, yeah. Yeah. So in Abu
1: Dhabi. Like it's yeah. Maybe we're the wrong one. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. Is this is this an appropriate outlet to, to ask what you all think of Bidets? I've never used one.
1: I never I've never used it for the right thing. I used to just use it to like clean sand off my feet. (laughs) Get
0: get a
2: drink. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um, I can see how people get into it. I'm not that into it.
2: Yeah, I I had one in in, uh, on a recent European vacation and I I, I couldn't work up the courage (laughs) to give it a go. I did encourage my travel mate to do it and he didn't like it. Um. Did you do
1: it together? uh no he,
2: he's he's extremely like terrified of another man seeing him with like any bit of skin showing he's he's he's, oh. he's never grown out of that phrase um Is he, a if I... <laughs> he has grown into the phase where you shit together
1: <laughs> if, I, your assholes.
2: if i if i even jokingly tried to enter the bathroom while encouraging him to use a bidet i feel like i there, was a, there would be a legitimate risk i would get struck
0: Sarah, where do you land on bidets? I don't think we got your answer.
3: Sorry, yeah, I feel like all I've contributed to this match is talking about Japanese bathrooms, and now bidet. Well, you've been to
0: Japan, so you are an expert. <laughs>
3: yeah, resident expert. I mean, I use I've used a bidet once, but what troubles me is, like, are they needed? Are people incapable of cleaning their ass well enough
1: by other means? You, you know what I mean? Like, I think people- some people are just obsessed with having a clean asshole.
0: I thought it was a rich person thing.
1: Just to clean your ass? thoroughly.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> rich folks always cleaning their ass.
2: Looking down <laughs> at us shitty bums, <laughs> sat. They yeah, just
1: started, like wiping
2: was beneath them or
0: something. <laughs>
1: that was very loud, Barry. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, I just felt that rich people thought like wiping was beneath them. So they... Well, that's typically how it works. Yeah, they have to go down and, you know. Oh, God. (laughs) You better believe there's a victory sip happening after that one.
3: (laughs) But they still still need to wipe, though, because it would be wet. (laughs)
0: Nobody likes a wet ass. That's true.
1: Okay, look, I think it's clear that we're not rich enough.
3: To wash our assholes. Yeah, yeah. Oh god. Lord. So yeah, oh yeah. Anyway, um, proceed, proceed. No, yeah right,
2: Dragon best. one. <laughs> oh he didn't, did he? Oh he did, yeah. Dragon one with a roll up, yeah. In a in a in a trope that will endure I think right through until modern day PwG today, there was like six roll up wins on this show. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, they exchanged roll ups, didn't they?
2: After they, they did a, uh, an, an airplane spin-off, but Danielson's was much more mighty. And then they uh, they did the whole roll around in a ball with the referee doing one, two, one, two, one, two. And then Danielson got the, the three. Yes, yeah, so
0: they did an airplane spin-off before that, but Danielson was not affected by heroes. He <laughs> that, he? Even though he got dizzy last month against Joe. So I don't know if that's just a little
2: bit he's doing, which definitely could be because he is that type of goofball. It was like it was like dizziness fighting spirit. He was able to briefly fight through it because then after the match he did do a, a fall off the apron, a, a nasty one. Yeah, no. it was actually a bit, it was a bit much to be honest. Because <laughs> no one laughed
0: because it looked <laughs> too dangerous. <laughs> it was a good hero match and a decent dragon match, I would say.
3: Yeah, and that I think yeah. that's fine. I like like that. Not every single match needs to be, you know, Dragons and Heroes' best match. You know, it was fine and it was enjoyable.
0: No, and it's not that era of PWG either yet. Like, everyone isn't going out to have their best match. The show is loosely more structured than the dream match factory it becomes. Exactly. So next, Arrogance are in the ring with Disco. The PWG Tag Team Championships are missing. (gasps) The war. What has happened? Someone even claims they may have seen them on eBay.
2: Oh, (laughs) the long-time Gorilla Island listeners know. (laughs) (laughs) This is, is conspicuous by his absence
0: for the past six months.
1: Yeah, so this is what we've been talking about since the beginning. It's all come to a head now. The tag belts are gone, and most likely on eBay,
0: sold by
2: one Edward Vanderpile. It's kind of funny, like because what in like 2005, what would they have even gotten for them? It was this must have been a spite move and not a, a money move. Well, it was oh, a spite definitely spite.
1: He, yeah, so he was, I suppose, kicked to the curb. He claims that he owns the belts that he got them through his prop because he was involved in like film in Hollywood you know Yeah, and he got them as sort of props or got them made as props I don't know but he used his connections to get them so he believed by right they were his and so he tried to yeah it was spiteful he tried to make a small little payday out of it I wonder if anyone bought them I don't know I may have to do more research onto that
0: yeah, that that would be good to know if anyone, if like if they're out there somewhere. Cool.
2: If you if you know, or or you're listening to this and you have them, and you're like, oh oh, these guys are talking about this thing. I have it my mental. Uh, email us, and we'll we'll. Yeah, gonna... actually, please do. If you were around at the time, I would love to know the
0: the proper story.
2: We won't give you anything for the belts, but you know, just we'd like to know.
0: We'll do an episode covering the dark side of PWG. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh, we'd reach out. Imagine we scored the interview of a lifetime with Mr. EVP.
1: <laughs> the dream. Yeah, My source has gone quiet, so I need more sources. Will yeah, belt me actually straight to me? <laughs> yeah, go, 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 go straight to them. I don't want. I don't want to
2: speak to you. Um... We don't answer our DMs anyway.
1: <laughs> yes. I will always answer my DMs. I
2: am um, that just for attention. Just make sure you send her a dog pic um, first. To, to no,
1: because no, because I don't know because it goes into my other (laughs) inbox and I don't know what picture I'm going to be opening. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's not do that then. That is actually the only way to get me to not um, answer you because I have been tricked before. Okay. I have had a penis when I thought it was going to be a
2: dog. Oh, God, you hate that. Um...
1: We can and go through their our, our our inbox someday, and we'll do, we'll play a dick pick or dog pick.
2: Oh it's, my it's, god, that I would be amazing! That. that has to be behind the the I like to try,
1: like to play. So yeah, maybe do send me pics. Oh.
2: <laughs> <laughs> What's going we'll set on? Set
3: up for Patreon.
2: That has to be a yeah. That, we can't do that for free, no way. <laughs> um, but uh, the tag belts were gone, lads. But we had a glorious return on this show. Yes. Miss Valentina rocking the most early 2000s look. It was incredible. I mean, this was the Britney era, wasn't it? I mean, this outfit. It was, yes. She looked fantastic.
3: She did. Um, and she matched the boys. They were all coordinated. I loved it.
2: Yeah. F- following on another thread from early uh, uh, Gorilla Island, we had two Superman shirts. Uh, more Superman I- iconography at all times in early 2000s American indies. That's their, like, matching outfits, I guess, <laughs> is that they have uh, Superman shirts
3: well I mean it is Scott Lost who just is obsessed with Superman, so not surprised by that
0: at all. Not happy with Disco. Chris Bosch accuses him of being Bush League because he blames him for the belts being stolen. And he asks Disco to announce their opponents, which he does. George the Animal Steel and the Cookie Monster.
1: <laughs> what a duo. <laughs>
0: Sadly he was only joking and we get another return which Disco announces them by saying it's time to play the Lucha drinking game which no one in the crowd probably got because they're probably not watching the commentary <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: They're not paying for that
0: <laughs> But it was Los Luchas making their PWG return
1: Yay It was great to see them back
0: Phoenix Star yeah.
2: and Zokray, Great yeah. lads, great uh, bunch of lads and they looked in they looked in great Nick as well. They were yeah. in they, they were in great condition. They had a, a great kind of men on a mission, let's let's come back with a bang performance. Um for sure. Do you mean men on a mission the tag team? I would I knew I was like, someone's gonna say that and I was like, <laughs> It might be you or Sarah, and I thought it probably would be you. Uh yeah, they they came out, they wrapped to the ring, they were both five hundred pounds. <laughs>
0: I wasn't even. I wasn't even being a dick about that. I was like, "Is this? Is this a known thing that they came back?" <laughs> oh god. <sighs> <sighs> okay. Okay. The homies lost luchas.
3: Oh, fucking hell.
0: Yeah, it was... <laughs> I didn't have anything to follow it up. Yeah, it was. It was a good back and forth match. It, it took a while to get going, I felt.
3: Yeah, I think so too. But I think, you know, Los Luchas put in a pretty impressive performance. I don't know if that's because we haven't seen them in a while. And I was just like, oh yeah, these guys are actually pretty solid. And Jesus, some of the height that they were getting on those dives. Like, Zocra at one point, I thought he was going to hit the ceiling he went so high. It's very impressive.
2: Phoenix, uh, Phoenix I did two spots where he like landed on his head. Um, uh, he did like a mule kick version of a drop kick and then he also did a Pele uh, where he landed on his so many wrestlers like do that when they do Pele kicks they like land on their heads it's it's really uh, uh, concerning uh, and the commentators took that opportunity to say that Pele upon seeing this was rolling over in his mansion because <laughs> he was not dead at this time he's still not <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, thought he, I thought he was no no, he's still okay, God, he's running over this mention. listen to this podcast then. Apologies, sir. Maradona's
1: dead. Oh, <laughs> If that's what you're thinking of. <laughs> Sorry I mean, did, yes. Someone, yes.
2: did someone do a hand of God? Yeah? Did someone touch a ball they weren't supposed to? Maradona. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, but on he wasn't on this
1: show. <laughs> Maradona wasn't on this show. <laughs> no. Yeah. Shut up, he missed his play. That's she why I lost
2: you must literally to both. She thought he might have got Pele and Maradona mixed yeah, up. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, no, Emma, does that sound like something I would do?
1: <laughs> I but know my footballers.
2: <laughs> footballers.
1: Okay. Name another one. Uh Ryan Giggs. Oh
3: my <laughs> <laughs> oh, god. <laughs> Um, oh no! Harry, okay, uh, we've, yeah. enough, we've enough problematic people we need to talk about on yeah, these
2: podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, sorry, let's get back to the good lad, Maradona. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> he wasn't on this show.
1: <laughs> but the next one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, oh. I thought I thought towards the back end of the match when they started doing double teams, it was fantastic. Like some of, some of the the stuff they're breaking out, uh, both teams like I never, I don't think I've ever seen before. Like I once did, I can't remember which of last luchas it was, hits a, a reverse Olympic slam. Oh yeah,
2: that was so cool. That was so cool. Uh, someone needs to steal that.
1: Yeah. Right. This was definitely a show for tag teams. It really yeah. showed that like. Tag teams who can work together and are not just kind of thrown together. This is like this is the good shit. Yeah.
0: Obviously it has the guerrilla warfares and stuff and like really big match. But PWG sorta of is a tag promotion, isn't it? Oh
2: yeah. 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 At one point Scott Lost put a strobe light in Zokra's face. <laughs> which I thought was a great spot. That um, was good. That should have been the finish.
0: <laughs> what, he have a seizure? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, how would he
2: keep his shoulders down?
3: <laughs> oh, no, no. Oh, uh,
2: ref stoppage it would have been fine, oh, you know. Dear. Okay. Um,
0: yeah, there was one point where the luchas hit a double package pile driver as well. That was great. A lot of fun towards the end, and then Valentina ruined it.
1: Don't you dare!
2: He oh, did. No. He did. Oh, I apologise for the misogyny. I apologise. <laughs> it's not misogynistic. It's true. Oh, misogyny. Misogyny. Oh, I apologise again.
1: She interfered. Xcabarbon yes. well, uh, in referred to her as Scott Bosch, or <laughs> Scott Bosch. <laughs> <laughs> Scott lost peace. <laughs> uh,
2: no, no, Barry, you laugh away at that. Oh, I'm laughing in disgust. Okay, um, so
1: how did the peace ruin it, then?
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. Socrate goes for um, a lion salt off the top of rope, but uh Valentina holds it, so he falls um, and then goes to attack her, which, you know, was very questionable. And they get back in the ring and Lost whips great um, into the ropes and Valentina this time pulls down the ropes and he goes flying out of the ring and Bosch hits the Steiner screwdriver on Phoenix Star for the
2: pin. So she she did her job very well. I don't understand what your yeah.
0: problem is.
2: Oh, I I didn't know we were we were uh, against Los luchas. I'm I'm I, sorry. I listen. I i I mean I'm against you know hatred in the workplace. Um, and and like it's a, she's a manager. She's out there to help her team. She helped her team.
0: Okay. Well, yeah. I would
2: like you to explain what happens after the match then. Oh, oh! A segment you probably loved with all the, <laughs> the, the the nasty verbiage in it.
1: Sorry, Barry, you were like you had such like vicious things to say about
2: Valentina. Oh, no, I did not. I said, I said she just stood there, which she did. This time she was, she was great. She was put in a shift. It.
1: Okay. Oh, so she she worked hard oh, enough. Yeah, yeah. For her. Is that it? Uh,
2: yes. Okay. Oh, well, go on. What happened next, Barry? Okay, I'll tell you what happened next. <laughs> the comeback of the century. <laughs> aside because, from Valentina, <laughs> aside from aside from Valentina, uh, uh, they couldn't let a woman have a bit of spotlight for her comeback. So Frankie, the coolest Kazarian, came back. <laughs> I like did legitimately did not expect this to happen. He's still kind of doing that gimmick from when he like left um that kind of like i can't quite tell if you're doing it as an ironic bit i'm really cool bit and basically he sort of uh, uh insisted that the um uh, the team of, of lost and Bosch choose between him and valentina and i don't really know what like because he didn't so much. he didn't really pitch himself as as i'm an ex division champion and i've done this and i've done all of that um he just he basically came out and made some frankly abhorrent um comments about about valentina um uh, he said again I, like is this guy doing this on purpose to sound lame he said you can hang with me or you can kick it with a female or
3: <laughs> not <Well, laughs> <it was laughs> me that's
1: over it,
3: it uh, you,
2: you can go kick rocks if that's what you so choose
1: you know i mean like the quotes from this section are, like, awful. They're so misogynistic, but they are all-timers. They
2: really were. Um, like, he said, he were... said she had more loads than a washing machine. Yeah. Um, that's the only one I wrote down. I was the most so while this was it. going
1: on, I, yeah, I was getting mad because I was like, sorry, is Valentina just here so that we can make slut jokes? Yeah, she's yeah. only yeah. introduced for that. That's what it felt like.
0: Yeah, definitely. Just to explain why Kaz didn't come out and sell himself. Is because they are in a faction. They're in the first family.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, them. of course, yeah, of course. Because because then because uh, Lost did ask at the end of the thing. He's like, where 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 are this first family's supposed to be? Uh, so yeah, he so Kaz gave that whole heart, that whole idea of hey, don't don't pick uh, pick her, pick me. And then Lost and Bosch went and uh, conferred in the corner.
1: <laughs> over um, a mic. Over a microphone.
2: <laughs> it was a bit like, you know, in a, in a game show. It's like you want to gamble or, or, or take your winnings and have, go home. Um, and, and, which is and, which, Barry? Say what? Which is which? Um, Valentina's the winnings. Uh, yeah. Very possessive. Very <laughs> <laughs> no, no, because it's like, you know, um, uh, the good one. Anyway, um... Uh, so they go into the corner and they're huddling around, and Bosch is just like, oh, "Okay, look, we just beat some Mexicans. Okay, what are we what are we going to do next?" And they start, like go, "Oh, oh but, but, I mean, he said she takes it in the face. I don't know, I mean, is that bad or like, you know, like you know, I, I kind of like that." Uh, and so they're having this like incredibly, <laughs> incredibly stupid conversation, uh, and then they sort of tease go into the both of them, and then they uh, raise hands with Kaz, but it was a swerve.
3: It was mm-hmm. a and Val-
2: Valentina hit him with a, a low blow, and I guess a stunner then from from uh, uh, Lost. Yeah, even though it was definitely a cutter.
3: <laughs> yeah,
2: but he, he improvised quite well by referring to it as a as a stunner later, and doing some weird Steve Austin impersonation. Uh, so yeah, they laid him out, and then Scott Lost was ranting and raving. But where is the first family that we're supposed to be in referencing, like Baby Slim and and? EVP and all this other stuff and the belts they didn't, you know, didn't rant and rave about it but basically just said they're all gone, where are they And I, back I back did, back did back. like
0: you said, where's I'm, I'm, Poel, I'm wearing the belts yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I liked that, I loved that, but you, you missed out my favourite quote Barry um Go on. before um, we got to that and Frankie was like, you can roll with me, the king of hip or you can roll with her, the king of dick which I um... thought was, was very smart wordplay <laughs> Did he um, call her a king?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I thought he said the king of JIP. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, do Americans use that word? Too? <laughs> now, that is a
0: real 2005 word, isn't it? JIP, yeah. Yeah, that doesn't exist anymore, does it? No, we should bring it back. Yeah. Yeah, JIP is a uh, come for uh, our American listeners. And
1: I, I'd like to be the king of
0: JIP. Yeah, please uh-huh. share that amongst your friends. <laughs> the word or look your jip as well whatever
1: (laughs) consensually yes
0: of course Emma did you have something you want to say about this segment just so happy for Valentina getting justice probably the first woman yet on PWG
1: yeah
0: yeah
1: I was very happy with it do you know that Valentina was trained by homicide
0: what I didn't I didn't even know she was a wrestler to be honest well I think she was a knockout for a while. Oh yeah, she um, was on
3: um, Wrestling Society X. Like yes,
1: last she Society was this. Yeah, she did a lot of the MTV stuff. Oh, cool. Okay. Um, she had a few different names. She joined Melissa Cheerleader for a while, or, or Cheerleader Melissa. <laughs> I think she was Cheerleader <laughs> Valentina. Yeah, that's all I have to say. So, speaking of <laughs> Valentina's trainers, <is> up next.
0: <laughs> oh, excellent. Excellent segue So our main event Is a PWG Championship Match Super Dragon Against the publicly chosen Homicide As Samoa Joe couldn't be here And was meant to challenge for the title They had a poll On ProWrestleGorilla.com Between Hero, Danielson And Homicide
1: Also Cabana and B-Boy were up there as well
0: so, those yeah, those six. And Homicide won by 11 votes over American Dragon. This was also the first time these two have ever met in singles competition. The only time they'd met before that was in the Tango and Cash Invitational final, when it was B-Boy and Homicide against Super Dragon and
2: Danielson. What did we think? I think it kind of delivered as the kind of weird, of-the-time dream match anomaly that it kind of is. Um, I think it's kind of a testament to homicides popularity in this era that he beat all those other guys in a pool for a, a title match. I, I thought um, he was great in the match as well. Yeah, for sure.
1: Um, yeah, what Barry was saying, it is—it kind of shows a, a lot about the era because, like, if we're looking at that now, we'd be like, "You'd want dragon versus dragon." Yeah. Um, but I think it is, and. Like, it was an indie dream match, but you don't hear about it anymore for a reason. It's not... I, I just didn't think it really delivered.
0: Oh, yeah. I, I liked it. Um, it was definitely more of a homicide match than a dragon match, though. Yeah. Yes. Which seems to be the theme of his title, right? He seems to be giving a lot more than he's uh, taken. I
3: think dragon works the best this isn't a slight I, I, I just want to get to first he works the best when he's in like a long term feud and there's you know there's the hatred there whereas I feel like the, the one off matches for Dragon you know there's there's no point in Dragon coming in like Dragon does all guns blazing kind of beating the shit out of people because he has no reason to kind of hate homicide yet if, if that makes sense and that's maybe why it wasn't, it didn't deliver on the intensity for me because it was kind of the homicide match, but like it was fine. Um. But, but I think it is kind of proving that Dragon probably is best outside of the title picture in a feud with someone that can build to these great matches.
0: Just a random aside, I don't think I've ever seen Homicide with
2: so much hair.
3: Yeah, yeah. it was very yeah. distracting actually.
2: It was, it did take me a while to get over it. Because he unveiled it quite early as well in the match, he took off those bandanas and uh, quite early in the match, which
0: um, Excalibur and Disco referred to it like Kurt Angle like taking down his uh, straps. Straps, yeah. <laughs> this is homicide. It means business.
2: I actually like that's definitely not a thing that's been. Uh, no, 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 no. The match started and they like grappled for maybe thirty seconds. And then they went outside the ring and they just started throwing chairs at each other's head, Um, uh, which is pretty funny.
3: I did like when um, Homicide threw Dragon into the chair, so that Dragon nicely just was able to sit down.
2: (laughs) That was great.
0: Imagine Super Dragon sitting next to you. (laughs) I'd be so intimidated. (laughs) I'd
3: actually have to move. I'd be like, no, no, thank you.
2: So I think I'm the high man on this then. I, I, I really enjoyed it. I, um, I enjoyed it. I thought, it, I thought it, it it dragged a little in the middle. Um, uh, I thought they were going to do it a bit wilder, especially early on when they were doing all that stuff outside the ring that was really intense. And then, you know, then it, it kind of slowed down a bit. But I, I, I liked it. Commentary maybe over
0: it a bit as well. Excalibur was talking about how Homicide was trying to end Dragon's career. And I never felt like it got to that level of brutality.
3: It, it didn't. Like I was kind of saying earlier, it didn't have that intensity of a Super Dragon match that we've seen before. So yeah, I agree. It never felt like Homicide was out here to, to kill Super Dragon.
0: So after taking a beating for pretty much most of the match, Dragon mounts a very quick comeback. And hits supernatural driver pretty much out of nowhere for the pin. I guess the story was of the match was he survived, um, and found a way to win. Like not necessarily, a cl- I don't know how you'd, how you'd say not not a clean win because obviously there was no interference. Or anything, but... It was like he eked one out, kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah,
3: um, yeah. yeah, like.
2: Sorry, sorry, go
3: on. I was just going to say, like, even Excalibur at the end of the match was like, if this went on, like, a few more minutes, we probably would have seen Homicide walk out the title.
0: Which might like, have been better. <laughs> wow. Uh, it is weird, like, when you see the two names on paper, that's probably not the finish you'd have expected. Yeah. For, like, Homicide to take most of the match and Dragon to squeak by.
2: But I guess I mean I suppose uh, again like early two thousand and five this was arguably homicide at like the peak of his powers. Do you know what I mean? I mean it's kind of like I mean really, he wasn't he wasn't a champion at this time, was he? Not no. yet. No, he wasn't. He wasn't. But this is like you know this was a, a, a around the peak of his his status in like you know ROH and stuff like that. I I get he I I just I I, I guess it probably would have been. Not that he, not that there would have been an obligation politically, but I guess it was more the polite, respectful thing to do as the booker, who's also who is also the champion, to to, uh, to give the guy a lot of respect in the match that you are winning. Yes, yeah,
0: um, so this, this would be around the time where he's having the the barbed wire match with Carino and stuff. So yeah, he was yeah. he was being, you know, pretty popular. And look, winning the poll indicated that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's like, it's, it's it's kind of like what we were saying earlier as well is that, you know, it, it's quite interesting that that's the pattern now in Dragon's uh, run is to have the other guys match and, and give them lots of, you know, give them a lot of the match, uh, which I think is good. I think it's good, you know, because uh, he's he's a guy who has the aura and so he is made. And so it's kind of like he doesn't need to, you know, eat up homicide to get over. That's, you know, yeah, that's he doesn't he doesn't need that is the other thing.
0: And uh, no sign of the other Super Dragon today. No. no. Whoever no, really? he may be. <laughs> so that was the last match of the show. And just before we get on to the promos, do you know why the show was called
2: Card Subject to Change? I assumed a kitschy name like Free Admission. Funnily enough, they did have it two changes. <laughs> so yeah, So I originally thought it
0: was because they had to change it because of Joe. Like, Do you remember when ROH would do Unscripted? yeah, yeah. You're, you're writing that as a kitschy name but it was, it was multi-layered because they originally announced the Chris hero Brian Danielson match to be a barbed wire exploding cage with circus elephants flying rocket launchers death match all the show card subject to change that's so funny that's so Excalibur that's that's a good little bit isn't it yeah it's very good okay Duke so now on to the promos our first promo was Excalibur ranting and raving about how top gun has cost him countless matches and has stopped him from being able to go to the pay window
2: which he was beside and made the camera (laughs) zoom in on an empty window that was a nice touch one of the his improvisation there was one of the benefits of this, uh, these two, this promo and the next one, uh, being shot outside in the pitch black in the middle of night. Um, <laughs> I guess, I guess the camera they had didn't have any kind of light built into it, but um and just maybe it was before the age of everyone having a phone with a light on it. But um, my God, were these were these first two incredibly dark?
0: Yeah, I thought Excalibur was really good in it, though really good, very funny. He also took umbrage with. Uh... Disco suspending him, which obviously he had apologized for on commentary, but he must have forgotten that he cut this promo, <laughs> or maybe he's just putting it aside for the good of commentary. He said he doesn't care that he's suspended; he'll come back one way or another. The Ballards did it, um, so he's going to come back as Max Caliber. <laughs> That'll <felt laughs> be really good. <laughs> that was great.
1: I hope they do something with the suspension. I like. I hope that something happens in the next show.
0: Yeah, I, I was a bit disappointed if they just. On commentary, you know, made up, but that was it.
1: Yeah, I hope that it's not that, like, he just couldn't make the next show because he was living somewhere else or whatever. I, I hope there's hijinks because I love hijinks.
2: <laughs> do you want to Excalibur to do the classic, oh, I bought a ticket to this show bit?
1: Oh, that would be good. Yeah, and
2: again, And he can do his favourite catchphrase and the money goes right back in my pocket. <laughs>
0: <laughs> in stark contrast to this, the next promo Ooh. was by the Ballards.
2: Yeah, Sarah, right. spe- defend your men here. What was this? <laughs> the
3: mean star contrast, huh? Have you never seen such a wonderful promo by two men? Oh God, no! I can't say that.
1: <laughs>
3: it was so bad. <laughs> it was so fucking shocking. One of the worst promos I've ever heard in my
2: life. Terrible promos, and it was like a Blair Witch scene. It was like at least Excalibur had a white mask on. Like these, you just two little heads bobbing in the distance. This this video recorded in like 360p in pitch black outside the building. Oh my god, it was so just, funny. They're
1: so dry, like they're, they're so so dry. So dry. So dry. And I actually, I wrote down that like this is more uncomfortable than human tornado
0: shoulder coming out <laughs> for me, it was
1: I, I was actually just hiding from this it,
0: it was horrendous because there was a cute little bit that they claimed to not be the the Rojos and the masks were just lying around and that day they came back, um, so they happened to put them on, that like someone with better charisma, that could actually have been pretty funny, but it was just like they, that the, um, that wasn't even us, um, the, uh the masks were, were there, so we put them on. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was so bad. It I was don't know. So bad. they was the
3: Aerial Express or something.
0: <laughs> yeah, the Aerial Express. Oh, dreadful! Because I'm sure if we went back, there is an Aerial Express, Las Lojas or Las Rojas match.
3: Oh, totally! They're so bad, and then they're like, "Yeah, we're coming for those
1: titles." <laughs> Can't
0: wait yeah. for that. I'm not too worried about that anymore they? they had
1: just used up all of their charisma in the ring and, you know, they were just, they were wiped out.
3: Yeah, that must be it. Um, must be. I do rather, okay, bear with me now. <laughs> oh, bear God. with me now. I do rather though this kind of opening goofy tag match than, like, I don't want to see them against Arrogance or the Herod Express if, yeah. they, if they stay in the openers and, and doing this, this goofy stuff, I, like, fine. You know what I mean? Happy out. Yeah, I agree.
0: Back in the locker room, Brian Danielson and Christopher Hero are talking about their match. Danielson is a bit annoyed that Hero worked over his leg so much. <laughs> I, I don't really know what the point of this promo was. I think it was just them having a laugh. Yeah most of it was people in the background trying to shout things like when you're on the phone to your parents and your mates are trying to go oh stop drinking that yeah. put away
3: that spliff
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is a good bit to be fair
1: who's got the hash yeah
0: because yeah. yeah I think uh,
2: someone shouted it hurts when I pee yeah someone was doing that but saying I'm Rick Knox and by the way it hurts when I pee <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good bit. Yeah, it is it is a that good is bit. good.
2: I take it back. But like Danielson was doing like a California bro like <laughs> routine. And this is the type of thing where I, I think it was just literally they were probably just being absolute goofballs before they started recording and didn't bother stopping despite the fact that it, it, there was no context at all for why he was being this way other than he was probably just doing it a few seconds ago. The I loved it. They went high fives and they couldn't hit each other. and It <laughs> was just so
0: stupid that I'm sure they thought was hilarious.
3: It was so endearing, <laughs> though. Like yeah. it was just like, oh bless them. But they're talking about the like the the air raid spins as well. And he's like, bro, but mine's so much better. And here was like, I know, I know, mine was like really bad. And then they're just like, uh, pwg, pwg. It was so good. It's like two
0: lads on holiday. And our final promo <laughs> Scott Lost is playing with his action figures. Um, oh,
1: so good. includes
0: a bratz doll. Uh, he is beating up Ariel Express with the doll that represents him. Yoda, congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
2: This was already great. It was already great. And then he goes, Oh, good job, you have done, Scott. Oh,
0: this is just so Scott, good. Scott goes, Shut up, Yoda. <laughs> Give him like, yeah. a <laughs> and then a Brad's doll comes on the scene, uh, the lovely Valentina. And uh, her and Scott lost get down but uh, in toy version. Yeah. And unbeknownst to him, the real Valentina is sneaking up behind him and hears everything. <laughs> she coughs to make her presence known he goes, oh, oh, what are you doing don't you ever
2: knock <laughs> do you see anything do you see anything <laughs> And don't, don't you ever knock is extra funny because he's doing this like in a big open like hall with loads of people around You know, he's not like inside a little locker room yeah so he's on a piano yeah <laughs>
3: You can see Coco Ban in the background as well. And at the end he was like, What is he doing?
0: <laughs> yeah, that, that was one of the the best like PWG promos, like one of the famous ones that you saw on YouTube and stuff.
1: And I think the best thing Scott Lassa has done to show like his personality. But that he's an absolute nerd. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was really good. He like played it really well. He did, he did.
0: It's almost like he does this all the time
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely better than scott being like oh
3: i'm i'm the best wrestler in i'm the, yeah. like the best person in this tag team oh. you know yeah definitely. definitely
0: so that's the end of cards subject to change sarah what did you think of the show
3: i thought it was a hoot and a half to be honest um you know especially the two tag matches i think were really the stars of the show i think it's just going to show like we talked about earlier this you know pwg tag division is just so strong i mean with the ballards no no um it's it yeah i just really really enjoyed it it the time flew by the two hours and i think you know the proms at the end as well it was just a really fun show and i think a great way to start off 2005
1: uh, emma yourself Yeah, I mean, very much the same. It was a real easy watch. Some good wrestling, some not-so-good wrestling, but, like, just a lot of stuff going on, a lot to keep you engaged. So, yeah, I liked it.
2: And Barry? Yeah, same. Great, like, nice eclectic mix of stuff on the show. Got your grappling, got your comedy, got your wackiness, and got some really solid, like, action, you know, wrestling matches. Uh, Yeah, thumbs up. The good streak continues. I will echo
0: everyone's sentiments and have nothing to add. So that was the first show of 2005, but we're not done with 2004 yet. We have to hand out our year-end rewards in April. (laughs) So the three categories are Wrestler of the Year, Tag Team of the Year, and Match of the Year. So
2: I think we'll start with Tag Team and we'll start with Barry. Okay, my tag team is someone uh, we have sung the praises of many, many times uh, on this show, in fact. And looking back over the, the resume of 2004 uh, matches, one name did jump out at me. And for me, it would be the Havana Pitbulls. Sarah?
3: Yeah, I was kind of torn between two, but I was also the same. I think just going back at the catalogue, I would also go with the Havana Pitbulls as well. Emma? Um, I'm gonna go
1: with arrogance.
0: I went with Ariel Express for mine. I felt that they were the team that were there from start to finish, and put on some really good matches. You know, they they were a monthly um, presence, and the arrogance. Maybe maybe next year's they they formed a bit late because we had that stuff with Scott Lost and Joey Ryan and all that as well, so. I went for the Aerial Express. So we'll go for Wrestler of the Year next. We'll start with Sarah this time.
3: So this was, at first I was like, oh my God, how am I going to decide who my Wrestler of the Year is? But then when you just look back and the total quality, and for me, for picking Wrestler of the Year, I'm also taking in who's actually entertained me the most as well throughout 2004. And we have to give it to a man we all know and love. American Dragon Brian Danielson.
0: Oh, very good. Very good. Uh, Emma.
1: My wrestler of the year is going to be Tony Stradlin because. Oh wow. Um, I think because he has re- he's not a wrestler that I should like, but I've I've really en- I really enjoyed him for the year and I, I I thought he kept a good, steady flow, and so I like him and I think he's most improved as well.
0: Very good. That's very like. Um, you know, when when in football when a manager keeps a team up, you know, not necessarily the league winning manager has to get it. Yeah.
1: You
0: know? Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I just forced that analogy on your page.
1: Exactly paper. like that. <laughs>
2: I was thinking uh, the exact same thing. So
1: the Ryan Giggs, we'll
2: say. <laughs> I mean, it's no. just, it's, it's, no. it's, cla- it, it's classic gigsy. It really is. Really.
3: No. Oh, no.
2: Barry, who the fuck's your wrestler of the year? <laughs> My wrestler of the year is someone who, every time we saw him in the last 12 months of shows, I was like, oh, yeah, this guy was like the greatest in the world at this exact time. And we're lucky that we get to relive it on this podcast. Uh, it's Samoa Joe. I've, I've been very unimaginative. And I've gone for two-time winner Super Dragon.
0: Oh, okay, um, very good,
3: valid. I, I
0: feel like he has delivered both in like match terms and in kayfabe. He's he won the tag title and the world title this year. Um, was in the finals of the tag tournament.
3: All right, PWI five hundred.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got a real <laughs>
2: PWI. I love it.
0: He had the the Iron Man match and he had the Gorilla Warfare with Scorpio Sky as well. Like, yeah, I just. I felt going back, there was a lot more moments from him. And just to say as well, like for listeners, obviously it's taken us two years to do 2004, <laughs> but there was also a lot of shows on it. Like they ran at least once a month with a few double headers in there as well. So our final category is Match of the Year. And this time we will start with Emma.
1: I found it very hard to think back. So I probably have a recency bias. And I'm going to say El Generico Kevin oh very very good. good um because i think it was a great moment yeah and it was exciting and it was great to see them as kids kind of doing what they will do for the rest of their careers at the at the beginning of their american career
2: uh barry yeah i have to echo it i have to echo emma's pick as well um i was torn between that and another match but um Yeah, it was a great moment. It was a special occasion, but also just like as a match, it was really great. And Sarah?
3: So I'm going for a match from PWG The Musical, so back in April 2004. Um, The show known for The Oven Myths. (laughs) The main event of that show was the time that a draw between Dragon and Joe. And I just remember that just being so awesome, seeing the two and, you know, I'm not a timely draw kind of gal. I usually don't really like them, but I remember them executing it so well and just kind of seeing that in the main event was it was awesome and uh, I think saved, saved the show. So yeah, that's my pick.
0: That is also my pick. Hey, funny enough. So yeah, <laughs> the most consensus one we could come to <laughs> with that 2v2. Two, two I think the rest of ours were pretty much all different. There you go. A buffet of opinions. (laughs) With that, we close the book on 2004. Finally. (laughs) Yes. Goodbye.
1: Long live 2005.
0: (laughs) But we're not done yet, folks. In 2022, it's the world famous, most
2: popular segment, Curious Gorilla.
3: Yay. Uh,
2: Our first question is from Will. He says, uh, "If you could transport one person from PWG any era to the AEW roster right now, who would it be, and with whom would their first feud be with?" We'll start with Zig. So the
0: the current well any PWG person, yes, any era. Any, any era, any era, yeah. I mean, it's still going to be Super Dragon. I don't know why I asked that. Um, I'm still going to bring Super Dragon in and. I mean, I'd probably put him with MJF.
2: Oh, very
0: nice. Very nice. I think that would be... Not that he needs a making now. He's pretty much up at the top of the card, but I think that would be a great make MJF feud.
3: Love that. I'll be very meta about it, right?
0: So I want to get
3: Scorpio Sky from 2005. Against present day Scorpio Sky.
2: <laughs> Why not? Yeah. The more the Mortal Kombat Mirror match. I love it.
3: Yeah. Think about think about the choice words present-day Scorpio Sky might have to say about his former self. I'd
0: like, not hear the choice words <laughs> present or past Scorpio Sky says.
1: Oh.
0: Wow. That's a great one. Emma?
1: Like, I'm gonna answer this question the same way i answer every question trying to get a super dragon Biff Music match okay yeah so i will just i don't care who's contracted to what just put the main event super dragon Biff Music done
0: yeah i
2: don't i don't think there's a rule that you couldn't sign someone else <laughs> yeah, to yeah. You know? i, I yeah. think you could i think i think that's i think that's perfectly reasonable
1: you cloned someone <laughs> that
2: is true That is true. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. We're not gonna we're not gonna be tight with the rules here <laughs> on that one. Congratulations on your contract, Biff. <laughs> well done. You're welcome. Play, you? Um for myself, I would transport from the era we're currently watching, Chris Bosch, and I would give him a feud with twenty twenty two CM Punk.
3: Oh wow Oh God.
2: they would have some Yay. banter. They would have some banter. I would love it. Because I think I think current day wise salt and pepper beard punk would see some of himself in shithead Chris Bosch from two thousand uh, and five. Are I you think,
1: giving Chris Bosch a Twitter account?
2: I think it's probably best if we don't. Um, <laughs> um you know, so uh, he's no he's he's gonna be like a caveman coming out of ice. I'm literally grabbing him from two thousand and five and putting him today. <laughs> okay. For, um
3: why is my MySpace login not working?
2: Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is so just so distressing. You know what? I need to just chill out. I just need to go to Blockbuster Video and just get something to just, just relax, you know. Uh, watch oh. some tapes. Oh, by the way, I've got these PWG tapes. Let's watch them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all righty. Next question. Thank you, Will, for that one. Uh, next question here is from Ryan. Ryan says... Who would you strap a rocket to for a push to the face of PWG in your current PWG timeline? What wrestlers would you like to cut and have F off? Back to you, Zig, for this one.
0: If we're going, I assume we're going off the the sort of pretense that they're not already at the the top or near the top. I guess what I'd do is I'd take Rocky out of the pitbull and push him up the cards. I think he's consistently one of the best wrestlers on the shows. So yeah, I, th- I think that would be good and seeing him in singles matches with a lot of those guys up at the top would be good. And who would I like to cut and have F off? I mean,
2: it's the, the Hockey Boys. <laughs> the Ballard's got to go. Your rebuttal, Sarah, would you like to push the Ballards and cut, I don't know, uh, 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 Super Dragon? What would you like to do?
3: <laughs> or
2: Apollo Cam?
3: Oh dear. Well, where is Apollo Khan?
0: Yeah, he might already be
1: gone. I don't know. I don't
3: know. No, no. I... No, let's leave the Ballards where they are. They should not be co-PWG world champions. <laughs> um, who should get pushed? Oh, it's... Because, like, I don't know. Everyone's kind of where you expect them to be, I suppose. Maybe Tony Stradden, he should get the push. I think that's probably the best move. Get him in the title picture. He's proven himself now. Um, and then, God, who should be cut? I mean... At the moment there's no one I hate but maybe we could get rid of super bad I mean he's he's the worst sounds bad but he's the worst person on the card so
2: <laughs> it's, yeah. it's fair though he's yeah. kind of like that like we're now in like the good era and he's kind of like the last hangover from the not great beginnings you know yeah he, he is super bad he is. <laughs> a-
1: <laughs> and this is a good question I would strike her up with Rocket to Valentina, you know. Put <laughs> her in the vein. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that. Um, B-Boy. I would mm-hmm. like B-Boy to get more. I think B-Boy would be a great guy to have in the corner and have kind of what Tony Stradlin's doing, in a way, mm-hmm. to have him take in all the the outsiders and the kind of part-timers. um And beat beat them up and show them how California boys do it I would, I'm so sorry I would get rid of Frankie Kazarian
2: Oh yeah yeah. This is what happens when you kick it with a chick, you know what I mean Um,
1: (laughs) It's been a nice break from him I would get rid of him and then he can come back in a couple of years
2: Okay Uh, I would strap a rocket to Kevin Steen which I think they do soon enough anyway but I, I would do it I would agree <laughs> Mr. Dragon sir Um, he may already be gone but just in case the person I will give the axe to is a, a UK kid <laughs> <I never laughs> <seen
1: him. laughs> be gone Fair. sir
2: back to Blighty thank you Ryan for the question the next question I'm just now learning this man has joined the internet is from one Rory Uh, for, for our regular reoccurring Sween Dog asks section The Dog asks, what wrestlers do you think have the best handwriting?
0: I was thinking that someone like Claudio Cesaro or or Claudio Mm -hmm. Castagnoli would have good handwriting, possibly pride himself on it. He'd be my my outright pick. Like, it's a lot easier to think you'd have shit handwriting. Oh, yeah. Punk definitely has horrendous handwriting. I could see Samoa Joe having pleasantly nice handwriting, like surprisingly nice. Yeah. I
1: feel like his hands are too big.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but he's so smooth, you know? He's like, yeah. Uh, so they they'd be my I I stick with Cesaro as my number one pick though. What about you, Sarah?
3: I was like, Oh, Britt Baker, but then I was like, No, she is a doctor. That means she has the opposite. Yeah. has yeah. terrible handwriting. So it's not her. I was thinking like, of people, okay, who's organised? Because organised people typically have nice handwriting, because they need to be able to go back and read. And I think someone like, I don't know, like Xavier Woods, Mm. I think he could have nice handwriting, you know, very organised man, has all of his, you know, streaming schedules written out or something. So I'd go with him.
2: Excellent. Emma? I
1: think Disco Machine would have very good handwriting. Oh, very good. And I know that, like, I think he works with a lot of fonts. (laughs) Okay. With his like normal job. So I feel like he would. And I also feel Scott Loss is quite artistic. Yeah, So he might have nice penmanship. I feel like kind of the artistic flair would be there. Especially if
0: he was drawn at a time where you you hand wrote the speech bubbles.
2: Oh, yeah, So he probably had to have good handwriting.
1: Yeah, there you go
2: good one uh, i don't really have too much of a reason for this but for some reason the 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 gut answer i got for this was called cabana he strikes me as he might have nice handwriting another guy who is kind of organized as sarah was kind of saying so you know he strikes me i'm sure enough people have gotten signatures and deliveries and merch he's the 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 merch master the original merch master of of, of wrestling i'm sure plenty of people can can tweet us and say yeah i got a delivery off of his handwriting is lovely thank you from sweet dog for that question two more questions here We've got back-to-back Simpsons questions, which you know we love. First one here is from Benny. He says, you're an independent wrestling promoter who is cool and has a finger on the pulse of modern pop culture. What Simpsons reference are you using for your next show name? Back to you, Ziggy. This was a great
0: question and a very tough one. Yes. Um, I feel we could all have wildly different answers or also end up with the same answer. Okay. Um, Just because there's so much Simpsons references out there. Mine is going to be, for a show title, A Wizard Did It. <laughs> Excellent. Very good. I feel that's a sort of excalibur type of joke that he'd love, because it's also pointing fun at the the smarks.
2: Yes. Yeah. 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 So, yeah that's going to be mine. How about you, Sarah?
3: <laughs> I'm really happy with mine. So uh, I ha- even have you know, a bit of background. So I'm going to run um, a women's tournament, so oh. a women's only show. And the winner is going to be crowned Queen of the
1: Harpies
0: Oh, oh yes Yes,
2: wow. yes. And current our PWG would love that Oh <laughs> my god That's fantastic She's that's the bloody funny. Queen of the Harpies
3: <laughs> My absolute all time favourite quote <laughs>
2: <laughs> What about you Emma?
1: Um, mine controversially Comes from the Simpsons movie Okay And it's going to be the worst day of your life So far uh, great,
2: great one. Great. great. one. Thank you. Mine, I was trying to get in a PwG specific mindset. Uh I could believe they would use this one. So mine would be Rocky Seven Adrian's Revenge. <laughs>
3: oh, <that's laughs> uh, <right>. yes. <laughs> yes, they would.
2: Um I hate a long show title because the other one I was thinking of was Dr. Hillbilly versus the Iron Yuppie. One man will actually be unmasked and killed in the ring. But too long, <laughs> you know. That's like, yeah, like there's so many of those that could work for us it's like yeah I, I think we should just get more Simpsons questions to be honest absolutely yeah, yeah. Um, I to think there's probably plenty around like the Dredrick Tatum episodes anyway uh, thank you Benny for that one our second uh, Simpsons question comes from the Snowboy himself uh, he says which PWG wrestler would you most like to see play themselves in a season 36 Simpsons episode
0: um, I think I'm just going to go with Excalibur He's the one I'd most like to see his character design. Oh, yeah. Um, I think he's the one who would most enjoy the gig. And I would just like to hear Lisa say, that's AEW, and that's <laughs> caliber. Absolutely.
2: <laughs> yeah. Sarah?
3: I'm going to go with Super Dragon, because do you remember that scene when all the, the mafias are fighting outside and like Homer's like, oh, that guy hasn't done anything yet. And I, I think that's they're gonna just rehash that whole bit, but it's Super Dragon instead.
1: Excellent.
3: Um, so that's that's my pick.
1: That's pretty good. Not current year at PWG, but I think Eddie Kingston just has a voice that was just made for cartoons. That'd be um, great.
2: Yeah.
3: Simpsons go back to New York.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I was kind of thinking like of like. who would be in a bad current Simpsons episode and I was thinking uh, Brian Danielson as the eco loving wrestler who's friends with Lisa and they go on an electric car tour of (laughs) fucking something I was like that would happen so yeah I'd put Brian Danielson in a a current Simpsons episode that's good that's good yeah yeah, very realistic Uh, yeah and that's all our questions thank you as always folks for sending those in Thank you very much for those.
0: Uh, Always a great time answering your questions. Uh, So please keep them coming in. Our Twitter is at Gorilla Island. We have a Gmail that is collecting dust. uh, (laughs) GorillaIsland at gmail.com. And that about wraps us up for this show. Next time we'll be covering all nude review. So thank you for joining us if you want to follow any of our individual Twitters mine is at Zig on the rocks Sarah's is
3: at Sarah Flan
0: Barry's is at the Barry Led. and Emma's is at
1: O underscore Emma
0: so we will catch you next time bye bye bye, bye.